You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The vault is open. I'm Pete McCarthy. October 1st, 1967, the first and only day in history that three American League clubs were alive for the pennant on the final day of the season. Remember, this was two years prior to the advent of the league championship series. The American League's Red Sox, Twins, and Tigers were all in the hunt playing for the right to face the St. Louis Cardinals in the World Series. The Red Sox and Twins entered tied for the American League lead and were going head-to-head at Fenway Park. At the same time, the Tigers were playing the first game of a doubleheader against the Angels. Detroit entered half a game back of the leaders and needed to sweep the doubleheader to force a playoff. Now, this was a big happening in baseball-crazed Boston. The Red Sox hadn't won a pennant in 21 years and were coming off a stretch of eight straight losing seasons. They didn't call it the impossible dream for nothing. To the game now, the Sox trailed 2-0 after five innings thanks to a pair of outfield errors. Dean Chance, a Cy Young Award winner three years prior, kept the Red Sox bats quiet through those first five innings for the Twins. Let's take a listen to the key frame. The audio is from NBC Sports Television, so it may help to follow along with the box score of the game on Baseball Reference. But to Fenway we go. Bottom six, Kurt Gowdy, Pee Wee Reese, and Sandy Koufax on the call. Jim Lombard leading things off for the Red Sox. Dean Chance is just ready to pitch, and Bob Allison is about 30 yards from his position in left field. Still walking to his position. And the umpire, shall I caught him. He puts one down the third baseline. They're going to have to hurry. If he's on board,
talking to his catcher, Jerry Zimmerman. Talking to Dean before the game, he had a telegram from his friend. They were very close friends, Rick Reichert over at California. They're playing in Detroit today, you know, and he says, Dean, good luck to you. You take care of the Red Sox, we'll take care of the Tigers. I will have to wait and see. Will Dick Williams sacrifice in this situation? You can see Versailles holding him on. He punched the ball, Dalton Jones, off to the left. Don't be surprised if Dick Williams changes. There's Jerry Adair at first base, Jim Lundberg down at second. Warming up for the Twins, the big right-hander, Al Worthington, in the bullpen. Dick Williams may switch over and let Dalton Jones hit away. He did. He hit the ball right by. Pulled out into left field. Bob Allison charged that ground ball and held Jim Lundborg on at third base. If that ball hit back to you, go home with it. And would you believe the base is loaded? The Red Sox trail by a score of two to nothing. Base is loaded, and who is the hitter? Carl Yastrzemski. He has a single and a double today. He takes the first pitch. It's inside. Ball one. This is the first serious trouble on at third base. Lombard. Second base. Adair. First base. Dalton Jones. This is the first trouble that Dean Chance has really been in today. The fans are going wild. Yastrzemski base hit out into center field.
infield is in on at third base. Dalton Jones. Over at first base, Paul Yaskinski. Stop in to talk to Dean Chance. Well, Dick Williams, the manager of the Red Sox, have Yastrzemski moving on his three and two pitch to stay out of the double play. Or will he let him stay there? As Harrelson struck out a couple times yesterday. Does not want to be taken out of a big inning here. We'll wait and see. The count three and two on. Goes Jastrzemski. I hopper. That's a hurt. The size comes over and he has no chance. Now let's take a look at this. That was a high hopper to Versailles. this ball down in front of the plate. Look at that. A real high hopper and Versailles likes to go home with the ball and he surprised everyone and everyone is safe. He had only one man he could have uh, gotten there, Pee Wee, and that was Harrelson at first. Stempke was already in the second as you fans saw. The Twins made mistakes yesterday and gave up about four runs to the Red Sox. New pitcher coming on. That's all for chance. They'll score that one a fielder's choice. New pitcher, Al Worthington. Al Worthington has completed his warm-up pitch. The hitter is George Scott. We have a runner. 
for Ken Harrelson at first base in Jose Tartabal. That will kind of set the scene for you. We're in the bottom half of the sixth inning, still no one out. The Red Sox have come up with three runs to go ahead in this ball game by a score of three to two. We have runners on first and second, still no one out, and they have big George the Great Scott. Brett Vassilli, the shortstop, wants to talk to him. Well, Dick Williams, Bunt Yastrzemski, and tar the ball over, or we let the big Scott swing away as he calls for. I believe he calls it a tater, doesn't he, Kurt? <laughs> a long tater. He calls a home run a long tater. That's Dick Williams, manager of the Red Sox. Al Worthington taking over for Dean Chance. The ball gets away from Jerry Zimmerman going to third, Paul Yastrzemski. Second, Jose Carnival. There's Al Worthington. The first pitch to George Scott. He squared around like he was going to bunny. He doesn't have to worry about it now. Has some action in both bullpen. Jim Brent and Rowan warming up for the Twins. John White and Brett warming up for the Red Sox. Carnival at second. Yastrzemski at third, George Scott the hitter. Her ball in there. Call strike, one ball and one strike. Worthington has been around for quite a long time. That was a wild pitch chopped up against Al. California over Detroit by a score of six to two after seven at third base. Yastrzemski at second base. Hard a ball. Score over Detroit is now six to four. California has come up with two. Ball gets away from Zimmerman. Yastrzemski comes in to score. Moving over to third is Hard a ball. score the fourth run in this inning and the fourth run in the ball game for the Boston Red Sox and the Twins right now let's face it they are not playing good ball and the Red Sox have been taking advantage of it the last two days George Scott goes fishing for a wide sweeping curve Him out over at Detroit. Don Mitcher. I believe that's his second home run of the game. Hit a home run in the sixth inning with a man on, and the score, as I told you now, six to four. 
coming in the pitch for the Detroit Tigers. You know, Sparma started that game. The Tigers blew a 6-2 lead last night. In that second game of the doubleheader, in the eighth inning, they were leading. Petrosale is the hitter. They were looking for a squeeze play there. You can see Zimmerman had Al Worthington pitch out on at third base. That's Tartable. Keep an eye on him. They may try to squeeze him. Petroselli takes that pitch inside ball two. The infield is in. Third base and short stuff you can see on the screen in the second baseman. Count two and oh. Tartable with a sharp lead at third base. Chance made two wild pitches that hurt a little bit. Tartable up the line and Petroselli got the green light on a three and zero pitch. Makes the count three and one. Petroselli one for two. Got a base hit in the second inning. Tartable edges off of that tag. Coach for Cal Lerner, the Minnesota Twins. Going to have a little huddle on the mound. Quite a pitcher. He won 300 games, didn't he? Yes, sir. One of the best in the history of the American League. Started with the Senators, the Indians, the White Sox. Back to the Indians again. Early, early win. Take a look now. There he is. One of the great ones. Take a look at the infield now for the Twins. I don't imagine they'll be back at double play depth. But Reggie Smith, he'd be a hard man to double. Now Rod Carew is playing in. Try to cut this one off at home. Worthington down low in the dirt again. Zimmerman blocked this one. Tartable at third. First base. Rico Petrocelli. Reggie Smith with that close stance of his. He's a switch hitter. Foul tip. One ball, one strike. Getting a little dark here. A little overcast. This game is official now. We're in the sixth inning. Tartable leads off a third. Takes the pitch, it's too low. Don't be surprised. There's 
is Al Worthington. Don't be surprised if Reggie Smith gets on. We may see a pinch hitter for Russ Gibson. The fair ball hits Killebrew in the knee. And Tartable comes in to score the fifth run in this inning. That was a line shot by Reggie Smith. Killebrew tries to block the ball. He did block it, hit him in the knee. It bounced too far away from him to get Reggie Smith. There's Harmon going back to his position. The Killebrew error gave the Sox a 5-2 lead. The next two Sox were retired, but the damage already done. Soon, news would come in from Detroit. Now let's go to Tiger Stadium in Detroit for an audio update from Jim Simpson. All right, Kurt, and as you've already said, Detroit won this important game 6-4, and perhaps the man of the hour in the late innings was Fred Gladding, who came out of the bullpen, faced seven men over the last two innings, and retired six of them to save the win for Joe Sparma. And Eddie Matthews had a two-run single. Willie Horton scored three times, had a two-run home run, and now it's all up to the last game. And the pitchers are already warming up. Danny McLean for Detroit, Rich Clark for the Angels as we go back to Kurt Gotti in Boston. The Tigers further bunching the playoff chase. The Twins would point one in the top of the eighth on a Bob Allison hit. However, Allison was thrown out at second of base trying to stretch a single into a double, ending the threat. Let's go to the ninth inning with the Sox trying to hold on with a 5-3 advantage. Starter Jim Lonborg still pitching for Boston. The ninth inning now. Ed Ulander will lead off for the Twins. Ulander fly to left, fly to center, fly to right. Morgan pitched a two-hitter up till the eighth inning when the Twins came up with four singles, but got only one run. Five runs, 12 hits, two errors for the Red Sox. Three runs, six hits, one error for the Twins. If the Red Sox hold on to this lead, they will be the American League champs if the Tigers lose their second game. If the Tigers win the second game, Red Sox win this one, there'd be a tie, and a playoff would start in Boston tomorrow. If the Twins rally and win it, and the Tigers win the second game, there would be a tie, and the playoff would start in Bloomington, Minnesota, tomorrow. Well, down to the last inning of the year for these two clubs, unless they're the playoff. The strike. Left-hander on deck, and then a left-handed hitting catcher Nixon. Ball one, strike one. John Wyatt, a right-hander. Ken Brett, a left-hander, warming up in the Red Sox bullpen. Ground ball to Petroselli. Takes a bad hop, hits him in the neck for the face, and Ulander's on. And the Twins now will bring the tying run to the plate. Let's see about Petroselli. That reminds you of the bad hop in the seventh game of the World Series in Pittsburgh when Tony Kubek was struck in the neck. Playing shortstop for the Yankees. Petroselli's all right. On a possible double play ball there. Dick Williams. Now talking to him. Buddy LaRue, the trainer. One, two, three, four, five, six. 
That was the seventh chance for Petroselli in the game. Like it came up and hit him in the mouth or the cheek. Well, that's a base hit for you, Lander. Petroselli stays in, gets a hand from the fans. has grounded out three times to the infield. Bounding ball to second. Andrews tags him, throws, double play. double play in the eighth inning. That was started by Jerry Adair, who was spiked and had to leave the game. Rookie Mike Andrews goes in and pulls off the same play. One more out, and the Red Sox have clinched at least a tie for the pennant. Rich Rollins is going to bat now. Rich Rollins. The last hope for the Twins. on deck to bat just in case. Fans are yelling, we want it out. There's a little bloop. Petroselli's there. The Red Sox are won. The Red Sox have clinched the tie for the pennant and could be the winner if the Tigers lose the second game. Look at the scene in Boston. They've waited since 1946. valuable piece of property that the Panther have taken over. I hope they don't uh, hurt him. Jim Lombard pitched a big ball game here today. His 22nd win of the year to bring the Red Sox at least to tie. And now they'll go to their clubhouse, Pee Wee and Sandy, and stand by to see what happens to the Tigers. One thing for sure, the Red Sox will not leave town tomorrow. They'll either play a playoff game tomorrow or they'll stand here till Wednesday and wait for the Cardinals to come in for the World Series. The final score, the Red Sox, five runs, 12 hits, and two errors. The Minnesota Twins, three runs, seven hits, and one error. No playoff would be needed. The Tigers lost the second game to the Angels 8-5, eliminating the Tigers and setting the Sox to the World Series. In the fall classic, St. Louis grabbed a three games to one series lead, but the Sox stormed back, winning game five in St. Louis and game six, eight to four, with the margin of victory coming in a four-run seventh inning. In game seven, Bob Gibson opposed Jim Lonborg, but this time Lonborg was less than stellar and Gibson too much for the Sox. The Cards righty went all nine, surrendering just two runs on three hits while striking out ten as the Cards won Game 7 and the World Series 7-2. If you'd like a podcast dedicated to a certain game or event, be sure to email pete.mccarthy at mlb.com. Thanks for listening. The Vault is shut.